0: Broads and books—the podcast with one unique theme, four hand-picked book recommendations,
1: and two broads. I'm Amy, and I'm Erin, and this is episode number twenty-three. We are family. are
0: <laughs> Since we didn't use words, it's going to be fine, right? Right. We just yeah, did the, like yeah, beating. I don't and the think dancing. anyone could claim no one, that, that was close to the original. No one knows what mm, we were singing. No, just then. Like, "Yeah, weird <laughs> Noises. It's like throat singing of some yeah. sort. Um. So our theme this week yes. is about family, but it's also about family gatherings gone awry. Yes. You know, there's a Off truth. The rails. There's a truth that may be true, which is
1: <laughs> there's a truth that may be true. Okay. When family gets up,
0: when family gets together, weird things happen. It, they do. That's true. Yeah. That is
1: a truth that may be that true. Is truth that is, in fact. <laughs> True.
0: Yeah. 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 So you know that's what we're talking about. That's this what we week. hit on because yeah.
1: this is the time of year people are having family reunions. Yes. They're visiting family. They're they're going on little summer vacations with their family. Yes. And here really we tough. are talking about we are families. Yeah.
0: And weird. you know some of the things that we've picked today, those family gatherings they do go alright,
1: uh, <laughs> very or
0: off the rails. Off them, as you just might say. Off. Yes.
1: So. Thinking of family gatherings, yes, and families, yeah. you know, is there like a TV or a movie family that you would want to go to a gathering with?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. I would want to see the family from Back to the Future <gasps> because I imagine some of the conversations are real weird. Like, oh, hey, remember when you went back to 1955 and you hit on your mom because you didn't know it was your mom? Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> Remember when your mom was hot after you for like a good amount of time, and then oh, and then she got with your dad. Oh, but after she made out with you, oh, that's fine. Let's talk about that.
1: So you're gonna stir a lot of shit oh, at this family reunion. Yes, I okay,
0: will. I like it. Because I like you it. know, a lot of the the family members don't know all that. They don't oh. know about his Back to the Future, but me. Being a repeat viewer of all the Back to the Futures, I could fill them in on some stuff and stir that shit.
1: And they'd they'd want to be like, no, that's not true. But then there'd be something in the back of their head. There'd be something in the back of their head. head. They'd be like, wait a minute, Calvin Klein. Oh, yeah. That was Marty McFly. That was McFly.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's what I want to do. So you
1: kind of have a nefarious reason for going. I (laughs) do.
0: What I would really want to do is just go and observe it first, but if uh, they don't seem to be understanding all of the things they should be talking yeah, they're about. They're just
1: like happily eating coleslaw. Yay! Oh, look how gonna...
0: happy we are. Nope. No. no. Done. Yeah. Remember get that alternate 1985? Let's talk about that one. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> I like it. What about you, Erin? Do you have a movie or TV family that you love that you would want to see a reunion of?
1: Yes, um, I was obsessed with Bewitched. Oh, like the, like the old wow, version, yeah. With okay, Darren and Samantha, yeah. and Tabitha. Mm-hmm. I loved them so much, okay. and I have no real reason other than I think I just was obsessed with this idea that you could. Um, twitch your nose and make everything happen that sure. seemed very convenient yeah I also kind of liked the the role in that family that Samantha was always saving Darren like Darren was kind of Gender bumbling flip. yeah yes. and was always like, I'm, I'm gonna that. lose my job and Samantha was like no, wrinkle her nose, nose. Perfect. Yeah, perfect ad campaign mm-hmm. done and then that their daughter Tabitha came along and was real early on figured it out too and was just like boop boop made myself a friend yeah I, I just I liked ah, it that is a nice kind I yeah. liked the self-sufficiency so where do you think they would be
0: by reunion time now like would it be a good reunion would it be a oh you know weird reunion
1: I think it would have to be weird yeah. right
0: there'd be a lot of nose twitching right yeah because Darren would really F up somehow yes and, yeah.
1: yeah he'd be like you were on that we yeah. didn't want chicken like, right yeah so we'd be twitching noses or he'd bring
0: noses. up these things you know between spouses you're not yeah. supposed to talk about things yeah. to other people and he'd be bringing those things up, or
1: we could bring up the fact that there was like three different Darrens. Like we're all calling you Darren. Exactly. But Why do you look so different? You, all three versions of you looked real different. Does that mean I cheated on you? you yeah, have a type. and his name is Darren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, by now Tabitha would be older. I'd like to see her kids. Sure. Would she end up with? Yeah. You know, is Tabitha redheaded?
0: There was a I redhead on Bewitched that I remember some kid in high school called me and I had no context for it, but I was getting the impression it was not a great comparison. So nothing, no, none of that's registering. I don't remember Tabitha
1: specifically being redheaded. Okay, no.
0: I don't know who it was, but he was trying in a well, weird there was way a, to get at me.
1: Samantha's mom was redheaded.
0: I think that may be who it was. It was
1: like the grandma, but she yeah. was like a real like fun, young, like, oh. hat, I had a... Lot of men she dated.
0: Oh, so yeah. he was
1: calling me a slut. Uh, yeah, in a very weird way. Like an old grandma slut. Like you had to go home and watch Nick at night to understand that insult. <laughs> And even then, you might have just been like, that's cool. <laughs> I would have been she like, She wears really hey. cool, like, weird, yeah. you know, cool house robe things. And she dates way. a lot of men. Who cares? Awesome I love jewelry. it. jewelry. She comes in. She's real sassy to Darren. Oh. She's like, you're an idiot. My daughter's amazing. Out. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that guy was trying to insult me. And guess what? Guess what? Backfired.
1: Backfired. <laughs> Yeah, get better insults. What are you doing? That just proves that you watched Bewitched a lot. It does. Because she's not in every episode. And you're a
0: teenage boy watching Bewitched. Yeah.
1: She's not in every episode either. Hmm. She's not a main character.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that was a reach.
0: Yeah. That was revealing about him. It was. Yeah. I'm going to
1: bring him to the reunion to be like, look what you did. This is weird. I hope this is weird for you. <laughs> Can't um, wait. So, I mean, we that would be weird. The Back to the Future. The yeah. Future yeah. Yeah. Weird. yeah. Hey, what's the weirdest family tradition you've ever heard of? So. Oh.
0: I, <laughs> back in Chicago, I knew a man who will remain unnamed. Um, he was originally from Turkey. And he Can told, we call him John Doe? I've let's call him John him, Doe. Okay. Perfect. Turkish John Doe. Oh. And, <laughs> So, John, um, apparently there was a family tradition that when you're around seven or eight and you're mm-hmm. a boy, you get to have a big birthday party. Okay. And, you know, you have this big extended family there. They're at the birthday party. He's real excited. They're like, you know, giving him cake and presents and all that stuff. And then a dude comes out with some scissors. He's like, wait a second. Oh, shit. I forgot. There's a circumcision as part of this birthday party. When you're seven? Yep. So then part of the tradition is he realizes this and he runs for it. He runs away from the party, and then the guy with the scissors runs after him. let's catch him. Let's catch him. And then they catch him, they snip, and the party's done.
1: They snip in front of everyone? Yeah. Like, everyone sees this happen. I think so. So everyone sees seven or eight-year-old. Yeah. Just bawling his eyes out. Getting snipped. Yes. But what always was interesting
0: in his retelling of this story was that sense of betrayal, where he was just like... <laughs> he's like everybody loves me this is so great oh wait no they're gonna cut it my penis
1: do you think that he would carry that tradition to his kids (laughs) that's
0: a great question i think this was a combination of it wasn't necessarily just a turkish thing it was a cultural and a religious thing it was some very specific subset of a tradition okay i think he had moved past this okay and judging by the trauma that came out in his voice every time he talked about it he's like i think i'm gonna i'm gonna pass on that one i
1: feel so bad i know birthday parties must be really loaded with oh a lot God. of baggage for him <laughs>
0: and i think it was at a birthday that he told us about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay john don't no. that's a party foul okay i can you have some drama that's like a quiet dinner conversation like- <laughs> not like oh you have a cake that's good because i got scissors i got scissors I I like, yes. yeah.
0: It's almost like he was testing the waters. Like, you guys aren't doing this, right? Like, this is a real birthday party? Like, this is this is for real? Yeah. No, we're going to finish what you didn't let. <laughs> we're going to chase you. Yeah. You get a 10-second head start. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Yes. So that was, you know, that was a good one. So did you promptly say, hey, for Halloween, we should go with scissors? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I did not. not a jerk. No, okay.
0: I think I was so traumatized by that story, too. Yeah. I was just like, I... Okay, no, I'm not even going to joke about it.
1: That's fair. That's yeah. good. That, that's nice of you. Well,
0: I'm different now. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm joking about it a lot and talking about he's it on podcasts. He's not here.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe you'll hear it's it. It's gotten
0: funnier over time yeah, to myself. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. it has for him, too. I hope so. I'm I'm sure he's a well-adjusted oh man now. I just pictured Whew.
1: him at one of those store openings with, like, big scissors. <laughs> <laughs> just a cold sweat. Just made just <laughs> it up everywhere. <laughs> Just, that's no.
0: a good point even like some you know i bet he can't use nose scissors or anything like that oh, you know because he's oh, just like oh 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 oh. i wonder if he can even use razors or anything
1: he can't else. wrap presents he just can't. gets all with gift bags <laughs> sorry i'm only a gift bag person no wrapping for he me he can't do that scissor trick with the
0: ribbon no no no, no. Oh, oh boy no yeah uh-huh.
1: Huh, on that note, well, do okay. you have
0: any traditions with your family that you enjoy?
1: <laughs> I do, I do. You know what? We um well the the one that I really, really like is that every Sunday everybody comes to our house and we have Sunday dinner, yes. like family dinner, but uh-huh. which is great. And that's kind of like our all-year tradition. But the one we have one specific one um on Christmas Eve that is gets cutthroat, I'm not gonna lie. Ooh. But we have a gingerbread House making competition.
0: Oh boy. Every year. Okay.
1: And it's, they're in pairs. We pair Uh up and then we have judged it multiple different ways. Like somebody sits out and judges it. We've done a Facebook poll, but no matter what we do, it gets intense. There's always icing that's stolen, there's (laughs) candies that are claimed. It is cutthroat. Wow. This is Mm -hmm. like British Bake Off or something. Yeah. They get mad at each other. Like, I'm terrible at it. So no one ever sees me as a threat. My house is usually, one year the, it all fell in and I just tried to pretend it was a garage. Sure. Opening. Yeah. 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 Varying degrees of seriousness. And Mike is always very technical, as oh, you can imagine. sure. So his have like very intricate like chimneys and oh, all kinds goodness. of specialty things. Yeah. Is, and he's, he's also very, very meticulous. So his are, yeah.
0: So two questions. One, mm-hmm. is there a long running champion that always wins? Mm-hmm. Is that Mike? Mm-hmm. hmm mm-hmm. Two, what does the champion win?
1: Um, a medal slash trophy of our choosing. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. So what is Mike? Does Mike display these uh medals slash trophies? It's in
1: my office now because we usually change like the little, you know, it's like a sticker we put on it. Okay. Each year. Yeah. Okay. So but it's a deal. I mean, it gets serious. It's intense. So have the kids
0: now, they've like they've seen Mike and they're like, we're taking him down. Yeah. At some point, we're going to take Brady's him fiance, down. Brady's fiance, Beth,
1: in particular, is, she is Gun competitive inform. at games. <laughs> and she got smart this year when because this last year we did the Facebook poll and she was like lobbying friends and family to vote Whoa. a certain way. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Whew, I don't think I want to go to your house around that time of year. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. yeah
1: I See, I just opt out. Like, I had Charlie, oh, my yeah. three-year-old granddaughter. She was my partner. So you can imagine that. We ate half of our candy and then just <laughs> tried to stick it on randomly when we realized time was running out. See, that's more fun. It was. It was yeah. great. Yeah. It was fantastic.
0: I like that tradition. Yeah. Although it does seem like, you know, Mike's got a monopoly going that may need to topple at yeah. some
1: point. I, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. We yeah. need to pair him up with Charlie because <laughs> it's, it's an impossibility That's to make old. a gingerbread house <laughs> with the child eating the candy.
0: So. <laughs> I like it. Uh-huh. Handicap him in some way. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like- she
1: was kind of like throwing candy at him towards oh, the end to perfect. get his attention. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> It can't be normal at (laughs) art. Of course it can't. Uh -uh. Uh
0: -uh. Well, so thinking about, you know, family gatherings, family reunions, Mm -hmm. competitions, all the things that can happen when family comes together. Yes. We've got some picks that are all around this. Yeah. My first pick is fiction, as we do. Yes. This is called The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin from 2018. And the story is set in 1969 in New York City. And there's these four young siblings. They're all under the age of 13. And they're hunting for a fortune teller that one of them has heard about. Mm. They've heard that this woman can tell the future, specifically when you will die, like date, year, everything down Ooh. to the. Yeah. Ooh. So being as their kids, somehow they're just like, hey, this is kind of cool. Let's try it, you know? Mm-hmm. Not really thinking it through necessarily. Mm-hmm. So Varia, Daniel, Clara, and Simon track her down. They each get their fortune individually, they each get a date, and then they try to shake it off, you know, like, oh, that was funny, that was crazy, right? They sort of compare what they heard, not totally, not in a lot of detail, but it seeps into them very, very deeply and clearly. So then we start seeing... Um, we jump ahead a few years and the father has died. So they're together again at a family um, reunion. And the two youngest of the siblings, they were both told that they would die young. So mm. they start thinking about their lives and what they want to, even if this doesn't come to pass, they start thinking about what do they want their lives to be? How can we, you know, just in case, let's make our lives count. So they make some rash decisions. They run off to San Francisco and Uh, kind of cut ties with the family they take a lot of risks they live really hard they uh and you know the other two they're told that they'll live longer and so they take their time they're more deliberate they go to school they go to grad school they do all Uh. this kind of stuff Um, they become sort of solitary they may or may not be happy so the question becomes like if each of these kids hadn't heard this fortune would they have lived their lives the way that they did and if they, you know, if they didn't, would things have been different? You know, these things that start to haunt you, right, as, you as you keep right. reading. What I like about this and why I chose it for this theme is it starts with this one family sibling gathering that may sort of F them up for the rest of their lives, yeah. really. Um, and these sort of key moments become touchstones when they are together, their father's death, their own deaths. Um, I love the structure because it takes each sibling And it takes them up to the point at which the fortune teller had predicted what would happen. And we see what happens. We see what decisions were made. We see if things are true or not. It's really well done that way. I like that idea, too, that if we know what will happen, do we sort of make a self-fulfilling prophecy? You know, do we, knowing that if I knew I was going to die at 23, would I have gone to college? Would I have done all of these things? You know, it makes you start thinking about some of those things. I love also the family dynamics, you know, all the resentments that can happen between siblings because of childhood and the competitions and all that kind of stuff. But there's also this bond that just never goes away when you grow up as siblings. I like, too, that there's this mystical element, you know, how there is this fortune that may or may or may not be true. This woman that may or may not have this ability. Um, and it's it's just really beautiful. It's really haunting. And, you know, centered around a family gathering that definitely goes awry. Wow. And it impacts the rest of their lives. Boom. Sounds great. It was it was really well done. Like I said, I liked the structure that it took each sibling. Yeah, and you you just saw what was happening to the family as a whole because yeah. of this too.
1: I was on my list anyway, but I that you gripped me in even more. Fantastic. I
0: like it. And she kind of ties it to key events. You know, being that it starts in 1969. Sure. We go into San Francisco in the late 70s, early 80s during the AIDS crisis. We go to Las Vegas as it's starting to get really like sort of Ooh. crazy. You know, uh, who are the two lion guys? Sigfried and Roy? Them. Them.
1: <laughs> Isn't it a tiger? <laughs> sure. <laughs>
0: Lion, tigers, save Bears, them. oh my! Yes. They're <laughs> all podcats related.
1: Relatives. Yeah, so honestly.
0: <gasps> Think about podcast reuni- reuniting with her family. Oh,
1: man. I don't know if they can handle that.
0: No, I saw a video of a mountain lion outside of a sliding glass door in like Colorado and a house cat inside and they were both just sort of scratching at the glass to get to each other. That's what I imagine Podcat would do if she saw a mountain lion. She's not smart enough to be
1: afraid. No, No, I shouldn't say not smart enough. She's got enough bravado to just say, I don't care. screw this. This is how I'm going down. (laughs) I'm going down in a blaze of glory. Damn straight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't say not smart enough for the record. Don't worry. She's gone. Okay. For now. She'll come back.
0: Uh, yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah. I love that in my office, our our studio, Erin is set up so her back is to the door so she can't see when podcast no, comes in and out. No, which I don't know why we didn't. A, that is a good point. We didn't set this up right because now you're just living in
1: fear. I am. With always. every episode. Every time I say something, I'm like, is she? <sighs> always glancing over your, your shoulder. Boring into my back. <laughs> And I like that every time I'm here, at some point she lets me know. She just does a random meow and then walks away like, I got my eye on you. Yeah. I'm around. Like, I see you. I'm around. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm around.
0: Policing this joint.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is my castle. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And there will be murder. Yeah.
1: Someday. (laughs) We know. We know, Podcat. We know. Uh, okay, so my pick this week is called The uh, Middlestings by Jamie Attenberg. Right. So this is, uh, it was published in January of 2012. It's a, it's a small, it's a quick little read, but it is basically, you're watching this crazy family drama unfold with a very planned, very choreographed bat mitzvah dance in the very center of this whole thing. Oh, my. A planned,
0: rehearsed dance? Yes. I can't wait. Yeah.
1: So, uh, Edie and Richard have been married for 30 years. Um, They have two kids, Robin and Benny, and they're living in Chicago, and basically the story starts with the end of their marriage by Richard's decision. Um, Edie is, we learn pretty um, quickly not happy, and we learn a lot about her backstory of why, but she's sort of covering this, or The family's assuming she's not happy by her insistence on basically eating herself to death. She's morbidly obese. She's had multiple surgeries. The doctors are saying, no, you have to do this. You have to do this, do this. And she just doesn't. There's no part of her that can care at all. So Richard leaves sort of in this fit of, you know, I want something more. And she's not on board with that. But, of course, this tears the two kids up. This is right in the middle. Benny has two twins that are right at the age that they're planning their bat mitzvah together. And his wife is beside herself that this is happening because she's been planning this party. She hired the kids, a dance instructor, to do this dance. It's like the this family gathering is the center of the story. Is so How is this going to happen? How are they going to traverse when Richard gets a new girlfriend? Is she invited? How are they going to deal? Where does Edie sit? And But what I love about it is that you dive into each character in a different way and not really, I don't even want to say fully because there could be so much more about each one, but enough that you get such a good sense of what they are. And then Mm -hmm. you watch them all come together at this family gathering. And it's just, you had like the best seat in the house because you're not there, but you're seeing it all happen. You know, you don't have to be in the middle of it. And the ending is phenomenal. Um, I loved it. I think that it's, um, It's like going to a buffet and then finding out that there's, like, a secret buffet behind it with even better food. That's, like, what's happening. Oh, my. It's, like, awesome, and then there's extra awesome. Yeah. So I loved it for that. You could dissect every character very specifically. You could figure out, you know... You can assign them flaws. You can say they're in the wrong. It's just like a family drama where people mm-hmm. take sides and you're like, you shouldn't be saying that. You shouldn't be doing that. That's what you get wrapped up in uh-huh. because you see things from all sides. So it's funny. It's enthralling. I mean, you'll feel a range of emotions just like most family gatherings. Yes. So
0: all of the things. Yes, all of the things. This theme in particular, it felt like um I could have chosen a lot of yes, things to yeah. Yes. That I think there this idea of family gatherings is so rife with just
1: so much drama and tension and drama yeah yeah absolutely and you definitely get that in this book you definitely and it's just a fun read too on top Mm -hmm. of it because you've got this hilarious dance going on and everybody doing their own thing and their own problems that they're trying to blame other people for but Uh you know no introspection and yeah it's it's very interesting very well done and just kind of one of those stories that on the face maybe doesn't look like it's, you know, you're just reading a story about a family, mm-hmm. but then it kind of sticks with you. And it, there's really a lot said about the kind of expectations we put on each other in a family and the and the way that that works for us and against us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I loved it.
0: I like reading about this stuff, too. I don't know about you, because I, I feel like there's a couple things happening. Like one is, you know you're feeling a sort of kinship with what's going on like oh my god yes I've been in this situation but then sometimes it's almost like oh at least it's not that bad
1: at least my <laughs> yeah. family is not
0: like this <laughs> yeah. over here so right. there's that dual thing going
1: on yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah that is very true that yeah, you're like oh I can relate to that and then later you're like, oh, like well, well can't relate to that ah, that's good sucked for you I'll be over here <laughs> <laughs> enjoying my secondary buffet
0: <laughs> I like the idea of a VIP buffet yeah right like behind it, you're like oh these rope. watermelon
1: cubes look good and then they're like Ooh, Look at this. And you're like, what? Yeah. I get my own mini
0: watermelon bowl. Oh, see, now you're not speaking. I don't like watermelons. What? I know. I know. So the whole idea of melons in a buffet does nothing for me.
1: I love watermelon so much. I don't know why I went there on the buffet. It's not really a great buffet food. You could buy your own watermelon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's no preparation really besides sure. cutting it. So <laughs> yeah, I agree. Terrible VIP. <laughs> I don't I retract that. If
0: there's a VIP buffet, I want some real special shit in what there. What do you
1: want on a VIP buffet? Ooh, that's a
0: great talk question. to me. Hmm. Well, it's all gotta be vegan. I'm gonna tell right. you that yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's gonna be uh there's gonna be vegan desserts galore. I want every single kind of sweet. Really don't need anything else. Let's just make it a VIP dessert (laughs) Dessert buffet. buffet. I like it. Okay. All right. I like it. Oh, I'm
1: excited by this idea. Okay. I want that. Well, in our strip mall. Yes. For certain people. Yes we'll get a ticket kind of like Willy Wonka I got a golden oh, ticket and you yes. get to go to the VIP buffet oh my god it could be because we like your outfit oh my god it could be because yeah. you said something funny could be because you gave us a review it could be because you gave oh. us a review could be because you gave us a theme idea mm-hmm. could be because you tripped out front and we feel bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> like we saw how you biffed it out there we're feeling you,
1: and we like come and you on still in. got up <laughs> And came in here, VIP buffet for you. Get in there. <laughs> I don't care if your knee's you bleeding. You Yes. Get in some of those we desserts. Got
0: bandages over there,
1: too. I think now we have to have watermelon on it just because. That's fine. I just won't
0: touch it. Yeah. yeah. There's
1: a lot of things you don't like as a vegan that surprises me.
0: I know. Tomatoes. Tomato- carrots. Yeah. Carrots. Watermelon. Watermelon. <laughs> really, all the melons. I don't like any melon. I don't
1: like any other melon besides yeah. watermelon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Honeydew. What? Yeah. It's, yeah. There's no color. What? When you get
0: a fruit cup at a restaurant and it's all just a bunch of yellow melon, no. That's
1: gross. Yeah. You know what else? Fruit cup people? When you put cantaloupe in anything, everything tastes like cantaloupe. It's disgusting. Even the grapes taste like cantaloupe. Yes. Bananas, cantaloupe taste. (sighs) It's a terrible decision. Yeah. Angering, actually, (laughs) now that I think about it. (laughs) What a
0: waste. We won't do that shit at our VIP buffet. Oh. If you want a fruit cup, you get to pick
1: whatever you want in the fruit cup. Yes. If that's what you want. I mean, there's dessert, so I can understand that our fruit's probably going bad on this buffet because nobody's picking it, but regardless, you could have it if you wanted it.
0: I'm glad this is the battle that we chose to fight is, uh, you know, the, the fruit cup. The I feel fruit comfortable. Cup, the battle of the fruit cup.
1: I feel comfortable with where my flag is planted.
0: <laughs> on that note. Yeah. Where that flag is planted. Um, so other genre picks yeah. on our theme. Mm-hmm. I chose a graphic novel. Mm. Um, It is called Saga by okay. Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Ooh. This is a long running series starting in around 2011, 2012. Um, there's been 56 issues okay. collected in three big volumes. And there's another 56 coming. They've announced how long this thing will be. Okay, so when they say it's a saga, it is a saga. That is the
1: definition of a saga. Yes,
0: but here's why I chose this. So there are two planets at war. It's in outer space, another galaxy, far, far away. Okay. Um, there are two
1: planets at war. Real quick, and- is there ever a galaxy that's real, real close? <laughs> is that ever a thing? No. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. We okay. just haven't heard any stories okay them yet. Right. Yeah. It's too close. Too close. Fertile ground
1: <laughs> for writing. <Hurtle laughs> okay. All right. I'm just gonna tuck <laughs> that away. Yup. Tuck it away. <laughs>
0: So these two planets at war, they've been at war for forever. And it's this kind of war where one side has completely dehumanized the other, right? And it's spread throughout the galaxy, kind of like when America and the USSR were fighting the Cold War in other countries like Vietnam and Mm -hmm. in Africa and everything. So into this world is Marco and Alana. They're on the two opposite sides of the war, but they meet at a POW camp and they fall in love. They get married. They have a baby named Mm -hmm. Hazel. All of these things are completely unheard of, completely illegal. They want to completely erase this family from existence because if they somehow show that this is even possible, this is bad, bad news. Okay. So they are hunted constantly. Um, One of the best things is it starts in the moment that she gives birth and pretty much right after that they're on the run oh. taken yeah yeah so they're hunted by bounty hunters by um <laughs> there's these robot people with TVs for heads that are the royalty they're hunted by the royalty there's they're hunted by every kind of alien you could imagine and the novels take us through like i said 56 issues there's 56 more to come the baby grows right now hazel is like 5 years old but why I keep choosing – or why I choose this too is that um, the family is continually separated. There's a lot – because of everyone after them, there's, you know, kidnappings and, and everything. And, and the struggle is always to come back together. When they do come back together, it's wonderful, it's great, but also it's all fraught with all the things that have happened while they've been gone, you mm-hmm. know, and – and the idea that they have to keep justifying their family to themselves. Even as Marco and Alana are going through marital troubles, they're, you know, just trying to be like normal parents and everything, they are constantly worried about surviving for their child, as well as still being in love with that other person right. after fighting so hard to be with that person. So it's funny, it's heartbreaking, it's a beautiful story, it's beautiful art, all about family. Um, and uh yeah come for the robot men if nothing else right come for um some real just ridiculous amazing storylines that will have you laughing will have you crying oh everything everything everything
1: let me ask you a question about graphic yes. novels because yes. i'm not i i've read some but okay. i'm not i haven't you know, dove into that territory too richly. It seems to me like there's almost two ways you could read it. Like you could read it just straight through story. It's got pictures, the whole deal. But then it also seems like, especially when you talk about some of your picks, that they're they're real, that could be very deep. Like there's some real symbolism that you could miss. You'd almost have to read it multiple times, you know, like just when you said, you know, People with TVs for heads are royalty. You Mm -hmm. know, it makes you think a lot of celebrity, things like that. There's
0: so much built in, like all these different allegories about it. It's obviously in a, like I said, another galaxy, another world, but there's so much allegory for what we are living in right now. Yeah. Our current society, current politics, current, you know, social policies, everything. So yeah, there is a lot of like... I, I have to read it multiple times because I tear through it the first time. Sure. And so if you read it multiple times, you get all of all that, that. All other that other stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. It's wonderful, though. Yeah. I mean, you it's know, a whole
1: different type of writing, really, when you think really about it.
0: It really is. And it's amazing to me because it is that combination of visual and yeah. um, the writing itself. Uh, yeah. It's something I could never do. It's no. wonderful.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. really talented people that Very do that. Very talented. Oh, my people. gosh. Yeah. What do you got, Erin? Well, my other pick this week is called Calypso by David Sedaris, and I um, did—I believe I recommended him in our very first show, his very first book. But uh, there's a very specific reason I chose this one. Um, This one was published in 2018. I am a long-time fan of his. I've read all of his essay collections Um, from the very first essay I ever read of his. I was in love. I just—I he does such a good job of in infusing humor into either serious situations or things that you've never even thought of before. Um, and I think that if you read anything by him, you would go into this book thinking it's going to be a certain thing. And it's really not. It hmm. is very different for him in that it's humorous. Obviously, there's still some of the you know typical astute observations that no one else would come up with. But the whole book centers around this idea that he is buying a Uh, vacation property on Emerald Isle on the North Carolina coast and so his whole idea is that they vacationed there when they were young, his siblings and his parents Mm -hmm. and so he wants to kind of recreate this memory, have a place that his adult siblings can come to, his mom has passed but that his dad, they can have Family holidays there. They can have the tradition of of the summer vacation there. So in and out of this time period that the book takes place is him going there, um, finding the rental house. They they decide to name the house. They name it C Section. By the way, <laughs> uh-huh. um, they and then you know the struggles, just what's going on in his family while they're there. But it's it's a very. Um, I don't want to say dark, but it's a very different David Sedaris. It's, yeah, yeah. It's much more introspective. It's much more reflective. Um, his, one of his sisters, his sister, Tiffany, we know by this time has committed suicide. And so there's a lot of his siblings trying to make sense of that, make sense of their role in that, uh, make sense of how do they put that to bed and move on? How does their dad who's very, very elderly at this point deal with that? It's, how do they make sense of their past history as a family, you know, wrongs that they've done to each other, but it's all centered around them getting together as a family and being at this place. So it's very um, definitely tied into the family gathering theme, but it and it's typical David Sedaris in the humor, but there's so much more going on here. And I walked away with a, a much more heavy feeling almost from this book, which was different for him, but he also did that amazingly well. So I think it was a great departure for him. Um, there's an essay in there from, he gets a Fitbit and he becomes a slave to it. He can't like, it. it's never enough. I've read that. It's yeah. hilarious. So you go from that to, you know, learning more about how his sister committed suicide. I mean, and the way he weaves it all together is, is, really expertly done. Wow. And one of the really cool moments, so I bought this book and I didn't know, but it I bought it. <gasps> it said autographed edition, right? Yeah. So if you open up, uh-huh. which I had him autograph one of my other books when I saw okay. it live, but what? there is an autograph in it. And there's an essay in the book where he talks about having to sit and sign multiple blank pages. So meta. Th- yeah. Wow. That they were going to put in books. And I was like, what? And then I flipped when I was reading that and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's huh. talking a lot of the pages. So I was wow. pretty impressed.
0: So you said you have had him autographed I in did. person. What did you have him autographed?
1: Um, when you're engulfed in flames. Mm. And he wrote, he was, it was after he was at um, here in Des Moines speaking and I waited in line and he was being given dinner at the same time. And so he had broke a piece of bread. And so he wrote, he drew a little picture of bread and he wrote, <gasps> we broke bread together, Aaron, and then oh wrote Oh my said, yeah. God. And I love it yeah yeah he's and that's it's worth it if you ever go see him live you will wait in line a long time if you're waiting for an autograph but it's because he engages with every person in that's some fantastic. very unique way yeah, yeah he is just a very interesting person wow that's a you know speaking of our first question a family reunion of his would oh be my because you know amy sedaris, amy sedaris is his sister who yeah. is an
0: utter delight yes so weird and random yeah. Yeah. yeah and
1: those two together some of the stuff they do yeah Terrific. Excellent. Terrific. Wow. You
0: know, you could have uh, turned that story and like – of him autographing and and you know from those very lines that he wrote you could have like told people like yeah we had dinner together we had this we had this yeah
1: i know i could have but so you
0: really undersold the story here
1: i did but yeah. i feel
0: like you wanted to be honest you didn't yeah, want to okay i feel
1: like i'm the type of person that like that would blow up in my face like horribly <laughs> like someone i would say that and they're like really he's my uncle i was You're like oh, i had dinner with him that night when he was in des moines like well we you had weren't there dinner. Yeah, yeah. You don't get invited every dinner. He Mm-mm. told me about you. You're not his favorite. <laughs> See, that's what you do. You turn it. You, you turn just it cover around. Cover your tracks by uh-huh. being mean, uh-huh. and people don't know what to do. I love it. Yeah. I think
0: that's just a life philosophy. Yeah, It's yeah. a good, it's a good yeah. plan, I think. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So as it turns out, I did have dinner with David Stairs, yes, and it was delightful. You did yeah?
0: Did he give you any of the bread that he broke? No. Oh, okay. Well, he asked. That's fair. I think actually. Did he
1: really? Yeah. yeah. I think he did, now that I think it, yeah. You're like, uh, no, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. hmm hmm he mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the book is just, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it for a lot of reasons, because it's typical him. And I, I don't want to say that, like, if you're a big fan of his, then you'd be afraid of it or something, that it's not the same. There is so much of him still in there. It's okay. just really cool to see a different side sure. of him. Sure. Yeah. And, and centered around family. Yeah. And especially his is very interesting. So
0: mm-hmm. it was great. It's good
1: to see someone. So
0: talented in all the different areas of writing. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I've never wanted to go to someplace so bad, Emerald Isle.
0: Yeah. Why? Does I thought that sound actually so that sounded mystical? like a joke. Yeah. Sounds like you know Wizard of Oz or, yeah. or something, but yeah, sounds amazing. It does. It kind of sounds Irish, like yeah, yeah, or like an American version of yeah. Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fair, yeah. fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> <What> else? <laughs> so, pop culture picks. Do it. I picked an album. Music album called Tommy by The Who. Oh. This is not David Bowie. I saw the look on your face. You were like, "Oh, music, here it comes." What are we yeah, gonna I was do? Like, album, we- album, oh. album, album, album. And no, it's the who. no. Okay. I, yeah, okay. I right. am all surprising right. you here. So let me tell you something, Aaron. This is not gonna surprise you. I was a weird kid. What? Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of a weirder teen. Nothing has ever indicated <laughs> that. I don't know. And I went to a school starting in eighth grade through twelfth grade, half time, really for nerds. I mean, we were all just nerds. Right. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that was nerds it loved... Was it No. Okay. <laughs> I wish it was. Right. Um, but one thing us nerds loved was music. And this was pre-internet. So mm. we would just be passing around like mixtapes, cassette tapes. We'd Get be... It. Yeah. We'd be telling each other stories about... For some reason, we were all obsessed with like 60s and 70s music. It was kind of our parents' generation. I yeah. don't know what it really was, but... I learned so much from all those nerds Mm -hmm. about music, and somewhere around 14 or 15, I discovered this album from one of them, and it is a rock opera, it is a concept album, it's like a musical, it was made in 1969, and it's all about a family gathering gone terribly wrong.
1: Didn't your book start in 1969, too? It did. Look at you. This is 50 years ago. At you being all connected,
0: yeah, yeah. I totally intended that. I know you did. Yeah, you tell by your obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh, the album starts with a woman giving birth, just as she's learned that her husband is MIA and assumed dead in this war. We're kind of thinking it's World War II. Okay. After a few after a few years, she remarries, and then one night Papa comes home, and there is a murder, and the young boy Tommy, who's like four or five by this point, sees it. But the parents tell him, You didn't see it, you didn't hear it, you won't say nothing to no one ever in your life. And in true musical fashion, he becomes deaf, dumb, and blind as a result of this family gathering. Sure, okay. So, okay. Then over the years, mom and dad try to cure him. They've realized, Oh, we may have effed him up a little bit I'm by good this. On them so they try to cure him with drugs, with oh. quack doctors, faith healers, really a whole slew of bad characters. Okay. But then one day, as an adult, he is cured. And he becomes a rock star and a cult leader because why
1: wouldn't you? Obviously.
0: And he brings the family along That's as like the, perfect the leaders story. of the cult. Yeah. So this is all about family drama. Okay. Family shit gone terribly wrong. But then it's the gateway to all these crazy songs and things that are happening. Like each of those instances of trying to cure him with drugs, with quack doctors, everything. It's a separate song, a separate like a scenario that you see. It's wonderful. There's the original album, which is performed by The Who. And it was performed live at Woodstock and, and other um, concerts around that time. There's also a 1975 movie, which is trippy as all hell. Um, it's got Anne margaret Tina Turner, Eric Clapton, Jack Nicholson, what? Oliver Reed, Elton John as the pinball wizard. It is glorious, but it is also truly nightmarish. Like, there are some images I've never quite gotten over oh, in my okay. in my life.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Um, there was also, I think in the 90s and maybe the early 1000s, there was a, a stage show as well. I never saw that. I imagine it was great. It had a lot of good material yeah, to work from. Sure. I'm sure it's awesome. But either the album itself or the movie – I highly recommend just to say that you've seen it, just to really see a a family gathering gone terribly wrong and to feel better about yourself.
1: Okay. I like it. Yeah.
0: Because I guarantee you, this has probably not happened to you. If it has, I'm really sorry. And I want to talk to you about it and see if this happened as well. And if we can make a rock album about it.
1: Yes, is the answer to all those questions.
0: (laughs) I'm on board. 100%. How wow. surprised were you that this was not a David Bowie reference? I mean, a little bit surprised. Okay. I yeah. think
1: I kind of – when you said music, I went there and then I was like, no, she wouldn't because she's got this weird thing about not wanting to do it too much, which is the true sign of like a very obsessed fan of yeah, like yeah. trying to rein themselves in For a sure. little bit. Yeah. Just
0: so you know, this was my David Bowie before David Bowie. The Who <gasps> oh, was. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I was real into this. Like okay. as a teenager, I can't quite convey how obsessed I was with this story and i don't really know why to be honest it's real effed up okay but yeah i think it just hit me at a perfect moment and yeah i've had a love for it ever since it and I, there it went i related to the kid that saw his parents kill somebody and went deaf dumb moved. and blind <laughs>
1: <laughs> i have questions um so uh, for the record I did not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's mm-hmm. good. That's yeah. good. Because I was just going to ask what the pinball wizard wore. That's all I was going to ask about that.
0: Well, I'll I wasn't going to ask about the murder. <laughs> in this movie, Elton John wears platform boots.
1: Yes. Also,
0: Tina Turner is called the Acid Queen, and she tries to give drugs to Tommy, among other things, to cure him.
1: Tina. It's wonderful. What's love got to do with it?
0: She's a real freak in this. It's wonderful.
1: I like it. Ooh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Enlightening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, mine couldn't be farther away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw you like trying to reach for a transition. Like, nope, like nope, nope. Nope. Nothing there. Nope, no. No. Okay. No, let's just hard no, hit it. No, 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 no.
1: Okay. It only relates in the fact that it takes place in a different decade. But okay. Great. Yeah. So, this, I'm going to recommend a sitcom that I love and I think is great. And the reason I'm doing it in this thing is because it's a great family sitcom you could have a family gathering no matter the age of your children and watch this oh okay it's called so the- this is practical yes yeah it's called the goldbergs okay it started in 2013 and it's a family sitcom centered around the goldberg family that lives in jenkintown pennsylvania in the 1980s mm-hmm. so mom dad three kids and it's hilarious if you Have any recollection of the 80s, you're going to love it because they have done that to perfection. The shows, the things that they love, everything is – you'll just – every time you watch it, be like, oh my gosh, I remember that. So for that alone, it's great for the parents, but it's also very appropriate. They keep everything appropriate so you don't have to worry if you have younger kids. Both of our younger boys love it because it's hilarious and – We never feel bad about watching it. But Mm -hmm. really, I'm underselling it when I say that. I was almost a little afraid to use that as a selling point, which is kind of sad because I think that sometimes (laughs) people think, oh, it's not going to be very funny if kids. But it's actually really funny. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason is because one of my favorite female actors, Wendy McClendon Covey of Reno 911, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids, plenty of other fantastic movies, plays the mother And you have never met a mother like Beverly Goldberg. Or if you have, you're probably in therapy. But she is... Put the mother in smother. She is amazing. And the character she plays, I can't get enough of. She's hilarious. You just the sweaters she wears on the show is enough to watch it. So, great character by her. I've always loved her as an actress, and I think this is another great example of her range. Um, It's just really funny. There's just a lot of great, there's a lot of great cameos in it, Mm -hmm. and You just really like it for that. I like it. It's just one you could like, you know, watch in between, you know, here Mm -hmm. and there. And honestly, you wouldn't even necessarily have to watch it in like a linear fashion. I mean, some of the characters are recurring and stuff, but each episode is kind of its own little story and its own little humorous thing. And yeah, you'll love it.
0: I can see that working too with like – I don't know about you, but like thinking about the 80s even makes me think about family because yeah. it was when we grew up. So, yeah, yes, that is definitely a
1: – And so many of the things like the the struggle, the dad of the family doesn't understand the youngest son, Adam, because he's so into um, like – his action figures yes. and movies so he's always going to the new latest movie that's out which makes you laugh and think about it and the whole thing is set up as Adam Goldberg the youngest in the family is looking back and telling you the stories Whoa. of his family and Patton Oswalt is the narrator that does that oh. yeah so it's very interesting what is also great is that at the end of every episode they show you clips of actual home videos of the creator <laughs> Adam Goldberg this is his legit family
0: Oh my gosh. most of
1: the stories are real stories from his childhood and they show you a clip of the video that like him and his friends made or his family made. And then they'll show you side by side with the actor doing it. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's so cool. Like a kid that obviously grew up videotaping everything, wanting to do that, wanting to make movies and then made this incredibly successful sitcom that took all of his family stuff and put it out there. I mean, all that's of his family fantastic. gatherings gone awry. He made it into a sitcom. I
0: wonder how his family reunions are. Yeah.
1: You have to, well, they have them on his parents on, you know, really? siblings say stuff all the time at the end. Like they'll be watching the clip or whatever. And yeah, it's, Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. It's great. It really okay. is good. Okay. So let me try that. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. So lots of families, yeah. lots of
0: gatherings gone awry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. but I like it all. I do too. Yeah. So good. Well, I think that does it for mm-hmm. this episode. It does. Um, we will be back next Wednesday. But in the meantime, head to our website, broadsandbooks.com, and check out all the recommendations we made in this episode.
1: Also, you can find some amazing bonus material. It's amazing, really cover it. Though. No, it's, it's like make... the VIP buffet it is. of our
0: episodes. I mean, you can actually choose, like in a buffet, you can choose all of the options, and they are VIP they are vip
1: exactly <laughs> so one of the things that we're working on for this extras area is taking some stories that people want to know about us yeah Heavesgate's one of them mm-hmm. how we met mm-hmm. so if you have something a question related oh to amy God. and i we'll Bring answer it, it in a bonus episode yes we will talk about motivation story time better than a watermelon cup <laughs>
0: <laughs> better than all that honeydew crap
1: get out of here cantaloupe <laughs>
0: So, what we would love in exchange for all this amazing material, we don't ask for much. No. All we ask, mm-hmm. give us a rating mm-hmm. or a review. Mm-hmm. And wherever you're listening to this right now, at this moment, whatever podcast player, wherever you are, you can leave a rating. You can leave a few words about us. how much you love us, how much you hate Honeydew as well, and yes. how we just really hit that nail on the head. We did.
1: Yeah, we took out a whole fruit group. <laughs> I love it. It's like when you took out snowcaps done right and now they're not in the movie theater nope you I haven't seen it. one since
0: <laughs> so i'm waiting to see fruit caps without that freaking honeydew fruit caps i fruit like cups.
1: it <laughs> i was like wait what <laughs> they combined them <laughs> oh
0: that sounds terrible <laughs> you created a monster
1: <laughs> that sounds exactly like something that would happen to me oh, that's terrible oh god i'm sorry oh. well i mean Besides the reveal and, and the weird fruit and the weird movie snacks, you might also have a great theme idea. Oh, boy. And we've had some of these. We have. We love them. We love them so, so much. much. Yeah. We're, we just recorded number four not that long ago. Yeah. Theme we've got ideas. another one coming. Yeah. It's incredible. Delightful.
0: Yes. So you can submit
1: us a theme idea. Bring it. Now. And you
0: can do that by finding us at Twitter, Instagram, our website, Facebook, You'll find us everywhere. We're not hiding, as Aaron has said multiple times.
1: No, no, we're hiding in plain sight. We're hiding. (laughs) We're right here. Watermelons and all. Until then, happy reading.